everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Investigating Mars. And today we are talking about the episode Drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm Heidi. I'm Jimmy. I'm Malika. I'm Naomi. I'm Yvette. I guess I'm smarter than Yes, you are. <laughs> Welcome. Yay. Yay. Welcome aboard. We are glad Hi, to have you. Um, okay, so we like to ask uh, our guests, um, how did you start watching Veronica Mars? <laughs> uh, yes. Well, they were very good about promoing it and all that sort of stuff, and people are like, watch this show. Uh, the pilot aired in the first week of December in 2005, and I remember because a friend was coming stay over and I was like did it have to be this week <laughs> then we watched the pilot together I'm not sure if she continued but I did cool and where can people hear you everywhere <laughs> <laughs> more specifically observer cast where we cast about fringe alright very cool is this the final season for Fringe, or is there, is there still going to be one more? It's done. It is done. Yes. Uh, Such good stuff. Okay, would somebody read the episode description? I can. Um, against her father's wishes, Veronica infiltrates what she believes to be a cult in order to rescue her classmates. But after meeting the people on the farm, she be even she begins to doubt their intentions. Meanwhile, her investigations into Abel Kuntz's claims about her family continue. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, so I think we only have an A plot and a B plot today. Because we, <clears throat> obviously the A plot is the cult, which takes up the majority of the episode. And our B plot is the question of who is Veronica's father, which I'm including the whole Abel Coons or no, the um the Clarence Weedman thing in there because that takes up like a minute of the episode, so I don't think it's really worth making it the C plot. So we will start with our A plot, our main mystery, the cult. Um so this kid at Veronica's school, Casey, his parents hire Keith to get their son away from this cult that he has joined and given money to. And, and his Porsche. Yeah. And <sighs> they they basically want him to find a reason to like set the police on the cult. Yeah. <laughs> um Mm -hmm. So we did guess last time. I think most of us guessed that this would be a cult episode. So yay for us. Yes. <laughs> but um, the Moon Calf Collective. <laughs> Interesting name. I oh. burst out laughing at the name of this cult. Um, <laughs> this was this was amazing. I think that was the best part of this episode because yeah. I I didn't care for too much for this episode, but I guess we'll get, as we <laughs> well, go along that will become evident. <laughs> Yeah, like, most of my notes have to do with how bad the writing for this episode yes. was. Yes! And that, oh, it was all over I the mean, place. It just, it was so bad. Like, so, so bad. Yeah, I'm looking, one of my notes is, the writing, it burns. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I realized something that it's a good thing that there was only one A plot because I almost feel like there probably was a B more of a B plot, but they might have taken it out because if you look at the beginning of this episode, it's all over the place. It's it all is. over the place. And they literally have Veronica in one scene. Um, and I'm not even sure which plot this goes into, but I'm assuming it's a plot where she's in a classroom and they all get paired up and she's left by herself. Like that was like a scene. And yeah. I, yeah. I have, that is my C plot. I, yeah, I sat well, down and like was looking at the math, trying to figure out, I'm like, why didn't you split it into a different number? Because well, if you yeah. realize that you have this many students in your class, I mean, you would know that. Why? Yeah, that was my thing. Yeah. I was like, I wrote down stupid teacher. <laughs> yeah, but but the thing is, is that it was just this, this really weird little episode. And I'm assuming the reason I put in this A-plot, Jimmy, is because I thought that um, it just proved why Veronica would be more attracted to the cult because yeah. she's unpopular in her school. And so she's popular uh, in the cult. Yeah. But it was just this island of it. Of, it's just an example of the shoddy writing. It was like this island of a scene. And it was very just disparate. And that wasn't, that was just like the first top thing that came to mind. But I have like all over my notes, like, what is this doing here? And I didn't like the characterization. I thought it was very uncharacteristic of characters. And again, that'll come as we go along. But I just had to get that out there. Sorry, guys. Was, was this, <sighs> uh, I mean, um, uh, a, a different writer? Than, than we've normally had, or a new writer, or do we know any of that information? I'm, actually, I think, well, th this was one of my questions, and te technically this was something that came up from, from a quote, but this is a, a second time that we got a really massive nod to Keanu Reeves. So I was just wondering if, like, who, <laughs> who is on the writing staff that absolutely loves Keanu Reeves movies? <laughs> so I, I think it is a repeat. <laughs> So it's the same writer? I, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because like, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, is this a new writer who doesn't, who's unaware of the characters as well? Or is this a new writer to the scene? Because there was just, it had such a strange feel about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there was, it was so jointy. And then I, I, think, I think it got a little bit better because then they just kind of gave up mostly. On the B plot, I mean, with a couple of instances here and there, and they kind of devoted themselves to the majority of this episode towards the A plot. So, I don't know. I mean, I thought there were some good lines. I mean, in quotes, so we'll get to them. But just, you know, Casey's ex in the bathroom and various things like that, I thought that were good. Um, what did you guys think about the whole... How did you think about... What did you think about the whole cult's idea? as a, Like, getting away from the writing, but just the idea of it. Uh that there was nothing to find out because they were just throwing out the, with the writing. They were like trying to throw out all of these red herrings, you know, don't go into the barn. Uh, oh, it's the ultimate cash crop. And I'm just like, <laughs> why can't you give a straight up? I don't even know how to just describe it. It's flowers. That's exactly it. I was like, what is so hard and mysterious to describe in like, why she can't describe it? It'll blow like her mind. These poinsettias are gonna blow your mind. He's they're mutant poinsettias, apparently. Yeah, there's so many of them. Yet to see the deleted scene where they're actually smoking those flowers. That would have been a welcome insertion. 
but there was just and it wasn't just the writing well maybe it was like also the the research that went with the writing but like there were just so many random things like here is this horse and you can't go into the barn because it, there's a sick horse why was the sick horse just let loose in this huge barn why wasn't it in a stall we was tied up um i mean it was just like all of these little inconsistencies throughout so everything but you don't you put it in a stall why would you leave it tied in the open if it's sick it needs to be i guess okay that one i think i can answer because i think it i think it was a horse and i think it was because she was joking about it because she said something when when veronica found the horse she said something like oh, i shouldn't have joked about the barn i mean that was the only yes i understand that saving grace but of that at all and it wasn't i agree with you (laughs) but the whole thing i mean i i i have taken care of horses if you have a sick horse you put it in its stall so that way it can have access to food and water you don't leave it i mean that horse had two ropes tied so it couldn't move one way or the other in the middle of the aisle of the barn yeah i I know know it was just like dramatic effect of she opened the, the barn door and immediately there's this horse rearing up at her but it, it was just like why I yeah mean, why well and it was also strange because um, wasn't she walking through the barn before she opened the barn doors like that looked like a barn that big building that she was in yeah it's like she walked through a barn to get to a barn yeah there, there yeah. were definitely a couple structures and, there <laughs> I yeah. Didn't know what they were. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was just like, it, and and I know I'm straying into the the other plot for a second, but like, <laughs> the the why was the shredder in Keith's bedroom? Why wouldn't it be? Why did she get in the car, drive to school, and then take the Chinese flyer off from her, her windshield? Yeah, her? that that one was <laughs> weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that also bothered me. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was a lot of things where it was just very strange and un-Veronica Mars-ish like. Um, but yeah. like, I feel like, I mean, the one thing I noticed that this was very voiceover heavy. Yes, very. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like there was so much exposition done through. I mean, I liked part of the voiceover because honestly, a lot of the humor came from the voiceovers. Um, in this episode at all, whereas mostly her saying snarky lines about the, the cult. Uh-huh. Um, so I liked that part of it. But then there was like just so much where it was like, I, I think if they had trusted Kristen Bell a little bit more, we could probably have gleamed a lot of the exposition from her. But I, I remember later in this episode, and, and like, I, go ahead. Well, I figured out why it was so voiceover heavy. And it was the fact that like there's Veronica and there's Keith, but there was no one else for her to talk to. And mm-hmm. so maybe that goes to the idea of, you know, we're trying to isolate Veronica and show her, but like, I mean, the, the only other regulars we had were Wallace and Duncan for, you know, two seconds of a scene each. Exactly. That annoyed so me that, so much. Was, mm-hmm. I mean, she, she should have been ha- having, you know, her conversation with Wallace after she went out to the collective. And he's, and that's when she could have said, you know, oh, they don't want me for the child bride. They don't want me to work the ganja fields and they, whatever. I mean, that should have been a thing with Wallace. That shouldn't have been her doing a voiceover. Yeah. In, in the scene that he was in, like he said the titular line. 
about drinking the Kool-Aid. Yep. And I'm like, you're, you're, are you serious? Like, that's all Wallace gets. <laughs> I, yeah. Because you're, you're absolutely right, Naomi. Like, it would have been better if she had, like, some back and forth. I mean, it's almost as if they were like, you know what? You know, I don't know if you guys watch Doctor Who, but they have these Doctor Light episodes where the doctor has to go off and, you know, shoot something else for a while or the actor yep. who plays the doctor. So he's not featured as much in, like, one of the episodes. This felt like a cast light episode where it was like the cast had something better to do. Like, they just could not be bothered with this episode. They're like, we'll put you in a random flashback for two seconds. We'll give you have you have a couple of lines to, like, say to her. It'll take you, like, five minutes and then you can go on with your day. Like, that's, like... That was Duncan. That was Weevil. We'll talk yeah. about him in a second. Well, and then Wallace. Like all of them were just like these random little pieces. And so and I'm not really no sure Logan. what's going on. No Logan. Yeah. Oh, and no Lily. And no. no and Logan. then backup was a, backup was a chain. Like I heard backup. <laughs> I did not see backup. <laughs> I saw backup. Oh, you did. Okay. Yes. I missed him. Yeah. Yes. Is... When Veronica I... screams in the shower, and okay, Keith and backup out. are listening. Okay. <laughs> well, he was clearly not featured as much as I would like him to be featured. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, but it's a horse and a cow. I do know that in later seasons, I'm not sure if it's the case in this one, but I know that the certain actors are only contracted for so many episodes because they don't have to pay them as much. So, like, they only had so much of a budget on UPN and later on the CW and the actors would have so many episodes that they were able to be in and this one just so happens to like have a, a whole bunch of them gone at once but that is I think something that also takes place in season one so they don't get all the actors for all 22 episodes. But isn't that like poor planning? Like, don't you just <clears throat> exclude some of the actors from some of the episodes right. and then exclude other actors from other episodes? Yes. So they're not all gone at all at once? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. And I would definitely agree with you there. But I did want you guys to know that, that that's, that's why we have these characters that are like in the opening credits, but they're not in every episode. Like Miss Dent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I something like that. <laughs> She's like, she's like joke casting. She's not even like guest casting. It's like, haha, this woman who you might see in maybe one episode else this season. Just joking. <laughs> Backup should be in the opening credits. He, he definitely needs a spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, Keith's black eye. I wondered if Enrico oh. Cole and Tony actually like got injured and they wrote it in because... That was he weird. was messed up. Yeah. Also, yeah, I want to know. I want to know if he was on drugs in this episode because <laughs> that that whole waterbed scene. And I guess that's strictly B plot, so maybe we shouldn't get into it. But I was like, "What is up with you? Like, what kind of pain meds are you taking? You know, like I don't know." But yeah, because um, that really wasn't explained. It was just a throwaway line. So I was waiting the entire episode for it to come back. And Heidi, I didn't think about it being the actor i thought that maybe it was like this other plot that just kind of got dropped for some yeah. reason no i yeah. don't think so i think it wasn't makeup i think that he actually had those injuries and they had to explain them somehow well, i want to know what happened it did look pretty realistic yeah <laughs> like i really want to know what happened now to the actor <laughs> i'm a google is he on twitter can we ask him on twitter yes he is on twitter 
<laughs> oh, so remember way back when? <laughs> <laughs> remember this terrible episode of Veronica Mars <laughs> where, well, and, where and you I, had cuts on your face? <laughs> and I also feel like maybe he really did get his face caught in the garbage disposal. <laughs> maybe. Would you like to come on the podcast and explain yourself, sir? <laughs> I really feel like it probably happened like right before they were supposed to shoot this episode because they could have written it in like as a as he had a case and he got beat up by a by a I don't know a drug lord or something you know like they really could have made it work Mm -hmm, but it was just that throwaway line so I bet that it just happened and they had to do something about it yeah and I mean because like okay was it me or did he have like a limp or something because like I mean, I know he had his face beaten up, but I thought there was more to his physicality that was, like, also... He might have Because, I mean, his face, they might have been able to put makeup over, but I don't know. What I mean, I guess in the excuse? PI business, garbage disposal. No, no, that, 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 that was what she asked if he <laughs> Joking. did. But, but what, yeah, what, what did he say was the problem? He didn't he, say, right? He slid oh. into he home. He said something about the uh, oh. girls liking scars. No, he slid, he slid into home. He was uh, playing baseball. Oh, okay. But then he said the chicks dig the scars. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Something like that. Yeah. Which that scene isn't very well lit, so you can't really see it until later anyway. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. When she was asking him what, what he did to his face, I was like, what's wrong with his face? I was looking, looking, <laughs> looking. It wasn't until later I saw it. And I was like, oh, oh, his face really is hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and that whole scene, I just thought she was talking about his weird demeanor. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe something happened. And like I said, I really thought that he was on drugs in that one scene. um so yeah it was it was strange um but I guess like were you guys fooled at all by or what did you guys think of the twist because I know Naomi you were saying that um just the fact that it just kept on like throwing this and this and this but um did you guys find that interesting at all like I mean I I kind of like the fact that it wasn't your typical cult thing straight up but I don't know what you guys think of the twists Uh, there was a twist (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it, like it wasn't even a surprise really it just it just sort of I don't know it just sort of meandered along and you were like hello what, when is this done honestly <laughs> I, I was this is the first time I've actually been bored watching an episode of Veronica Mars I can actually I can agree with that statement and mm-hmm. I and I even watched it twice and the second time I watched it I, I actually started um just kind of browsing Facebook while it was playing. <laughs> yep. I, I, I was so like, I just can't pay attention to this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I call it skimming an episode because the second time I skimmed it where I'm like, okay, fast forward, fast forward. I don't need to see this scene. Yeah, find He's your deep, find deep your programmer quotes. guy. Yeah. I, um, deep programmer guy I, with the black oh. collar. He was very creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's the point where it makes me angry. Like, when that happens, then I'm, like, just just furious. <laughs> like, well, the message, is- but like, the message of the whole thing is really bizarre, you know? Because it's, like, kind of the takeaway is that, it, you know, it's, like, a weirdly pro-cult message. Where it's, like, maybe <laughs> Veronica would be happier if she was just in a cult, you know? And then, oh, the deprogrammer is totally evil. And it was just, like, such a strange message. But then it it kind of like flipped the coin there, whereas the the parents were the cult, the one that was the one that was brainwashing their son, as opposed to the cult where he you know was able to do and live how he wanted, and then and then you know they had the deprogrammer come and he 
cultified the boy and made him, you know, made him part of the cult of the rich again. Yeah. Do you think that um, whatever the kid's name was? Casey. Casey. Casey, Casey, thank you. (laughs) Um, Do you think that he actually changed? I mean, we know that he sold his car originally just to help get that money so that way they could they could invest in the crop of the, the cash crop of poinsettias. Um, <laughs> Get rich so, quick. At the end of the episode, yeah, he's got an awesome car again, but do you think that he's really like completely given up the moon? Yes. Collective? Yes. I, well, I yeah, think because that's what we're supposed uh, to believe. Because here's the thing is that that's what it made me mad is that this episode from like had a net zero effect, like nothing, <laughs> literally nothing happened. <laughs> you know, it went all back to zero again. In fact, um, yeah, it just all went back to zero. And I, I'm assuming that Veronica is not going to join a, the, this cult in the future. In fact, I'm assuming <laughs> that we're never going to see this cult again, like because right. she was so happy with it. Like we never seen Veronica so happy as she was with this cult. Yet I just had this really sad feeling at the end of it. I'm like, well, it didn't get disbanded or anything like that, right? Or maybe it did. I don't even remember. No, because but, they didn't turn their information no. over to the police. Exactly. So. so she could have gone back to this cult and been a part of it and started working on a farm for a bit. And maybe that's her <laughs> happy place. Like, but I have. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, if I'm, doing this, if I'm doing this series a disservice and we get Veronica Mars on the farm and her milking cows... <laughs> Like, I'll be happy because at least it has some kind of effect, you know? Like, but I have this feeling that that's not going to be the case. Um, You're unaware that or, season or two like, is really called Veronica Miles. Cult helper. It's how different Or if you get a couple of episodes down and she all of a sudden wins like this awesome literary award for her, you know, her poem or something. <laughs> that would be... Yes, her ink. her poem. Um, I cut because I, cut I can. Because I can. Because, right. oh. <laughs> but okay, so this that's that was another thing. Is like I don't even understand why this cult seemed to be like attracting happy people and like this 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 woman. What's her name? Miss Mills. Uh-huh. It was just it's just so random. Uh-huh. And then yeah. um, so there's two things I want to talk about. Is one the flashback, and Yvette, your thoughts on like hairless um weevil well i believe i was so happy to hear him spouting off social distortion lyrics yes i did <laughs> as soon as he started talking i was like wait a minute this is so familiar what's weevil I saying here i loved it that's exactly what i was i was like oh my god i know this like why does it sound so familiar and i'm like is he and and then and then but you know here's the weird thing is that in that episode like at first, it seemed like Casey was being a jerk for laughing at him. But then when we realized that he was actually just spouting off lyrics, it was funny. Like, yeah. Why was yeah. Casey a jerk Agreed. for laughing at it? <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. I, 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 got, I got sort of sidetracked by all the beanbags. And it was like, <laughs> what? Okay, may, maybe, maybe you can convince the administration to let you set up your classroom with beanbags. But you've got all of these teenage couples paired off, <laughs> and they're like randomly making out. 
that no i'm sorry i mean even as the homeschool kid i know that that couldn't be happening <laughs> i don't know what, what you're talking about we had yeah. bean bags all over my high school absolutely no. and, and teacher allowed to keep pda no i'm kidding we totally didn't have any bean bags <laughs> in school as as the social distortion gets the highlight but yeah, I was so surprised to see him without any facial hair. Yeah, me too. I have that as as a note here. I'm like, oh my god, we will like no un PCH'd. <laughs> no. So what do you think, like Yvette? I want to know what you think: facial hair or no facial hair? Oh man, it's such a hard call. Um, <laughs> either way, I think we can all agree Weevil's a babe. But I, you know, I think I like the no facial hair on him. He yeah, has baby face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah, it was. I was surprised. Like at first, I didn't recognize him, and then I'm like, "Oh wait, that's Weevil." But that scene was an. It was another like shoehorned in. It didn't really make any sense. Like, exactly. You know, it's just like, what's this even there for? Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be showing that Casey was a jerk, but again, I don't think that that was really portrayed. <laughs> again, yeah, was at all. <laughs> actually, there there was one moment where I thought that that was coming through. And this was like the only time that I was sort of shocked during the episode. And that's when um, it's the morning after she, 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 she visited the collective. And so she's coming through the hall and she's like, oh, hey. And, and she runs up to talk to him. He's like, do you know who I am? And I was just like, oh, so he's acting this way in school. But then he's like, I wrote the Jackass Bible. And I was like, nuts. That would have just been so awesome if he was just horrible to her at school, even though he'd just been nice. To, but yeah, they couldn't even go with that. <laughs> no, and it was weird how close they got in such a short time. Because he's like, Veronica, come and sit by me by the campfire. Like, he never even <laughs> noticed her before. Like, what was he doing? That was so skeevy. I was like, ugh. Uh -huh. When Keith said the line, you are not to go out there, um, were you guys like, oh, yeah, she's totally going out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I have. But, I have oh, Keith yeah. Without a second thought. thought. I, I, have, I have Keith tells her not to go to the compound. Of course she will go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I actually think he just does that as a formality. Like, yeah. you, know, she, you know, she's going to do it, and he's just like, oh, I best do this anyway. No, I think this time he was serious, though. He was pretty angry. Yeah, he was very angry at her <laughs> yeah. when he found her there. Well, that was weird. And she was very apologetic throughout the episode. So she was like, I know I did a bad thing. I'm sorry, Dada. Yeah, that was weird, I too. Weird. I guess. Characteristic. I, I actually think, though, that that is because she figured that if she argued then it would be absolutely, you know, like he would not listen to anything that she had to say because this is a supposed cult, which I'm not even sure it's a cult, but whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but so I think that her tactic there was actually to be apologetic because then she's got to somehow sneak in her agenda of, oh, they're not that bad. I was thinking that when um, she comes in from the cult um, the first time and she's, she has mud all over her boots, um, Keith looks at her and says something about her having mud all over her, and she says some snarky line. And I, and then he, she, he said, so what did you learn about the cult? I assumed at that point that he knew, that he knew that, that she, she had gone. There. 
And so, oh, yeah. and and then I thought it was like a, a normal reaction between Veronica and Keith where, you know, he tells her not to do something, but she does it anyway. And then he's like, okay, whatever, you know, and kind of goes on. So I was really surprised that it was such a huge moment when later in the episode, she's having her happy, fun, joy time montage on the farm. <laughs> and God. I'm and making was, cheese. So painful. <laughs> so painful. And then all of a sudden it comes to screeching halt when, like, you know, Mr. Like looking at her wiring um, or whatever, copper pipes or what have you. Like, comes lead, up. Lead <laughs> yeah, the lead pipes. The copper pipes we'll talk about later. Um, like, comes walking <laughs> up and, like, stares at her. And I'm like, but wait a minute, didn't he know? So it was just, again, it was just this weird thing. So, I mean, I understand, Heidi, what you're saying about. Um, about how her apologizing, it just seemed really weird because then also later on when she's talking about the cult and apologizing to the family and to Casey and to everybody, it just seemed like she was just doing too much of that for it to really feel like Veronica in this episode. Yeah. Well, I think, I think they actually got like under her skin where most of the time nobody does like even when she like was friends with Wanda or whatever she didn't feel bad about like backstabbing her or you know things like that because she actually liked these people and felt like they liked her and so she she felt bad yeah I guess it just it was too much for one episode like where they just try to shoehorn that in a little bit too much the fact that she felt distant from everyone else and super happy with these people who suddenly were re- way too nice to be real. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Miss Mills is creepy. Yes. Her smile. So kind of creepy. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's messed up. All it took was to write that one poem and you're invited out there. I mean, what? It was called Cut oh. and Cut Because I Can, Heidi. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> you just know had Weevil spouted his social distortion lyrics out of that, he would have been at the farm too. <laughs> That's right. Good old times. I'd like to see Weevil at that farm. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> riding a horse. Might smile more and feel adorable. <laughs> all right are we done with a plot <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, I have oh, wait, one no one last point yes and that's that's the o-niner people you know like when she goes and talks to the ex-girlfriend these o-niner people that she goes and talks to they really like to tell her stuff even though they don't <laughs> like her <laughs> they do. why is that <laughs> they're deeply personal stuff uh-huh. i mean yeah they're very gossipy people <laughs> I guess, I guess. But if somebody I didn't like came up to me and was like, hey, tell me about your ex-boyfriend, I'd be like, no. (laughs) Or or maybe it's the fact that they just like to backstab each other. I guess. So they aren't actually telling anything about themselves. It's about, oh, well, did you hear what this other person did? And here's the horrible stuff about them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was her ex-boyfriend and the fact that she was way too happy about him having an affair with Miss Mills. (laughs) I was like, really? This is your ex-boyfriend and you're so excited to yeah, oh my hear God, this totally sleeping with the teacher while he was also kind of sleeping with me. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> maybe or or maybe it just made the fact that, that she was sleeping around that much more, you know, 
e easy on her conscience. There was also a milk case. carton featured in this episode. Oh yeah. I don't think uh, they do that anymore, do they? I I, <laughs> I can't imagine. I had, can't remember the last time I've seen a milk carton with a person's picture on the back. Like probably nineteen eighty four. Yeah, along with the choker. When that book, <laughs> when that book, the face on the milk carton was written, that's when they stopped. <laughs> or that um, what what song was it? Was it a Runaway Train in nineteen ninety four, nineteen ninety something? Yeah. Oh, Asylum. Yes, exactly. So we know the chokers from around that time. So that's my theory. <laughs> there is time travel in Veronica Mars. Yes. <laughs> It makes so much more sense. The, the Ponsettas are to give you immortality. She's really been missing since 1984, but looks the same because she's been smoking the flowers. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense right. now. Uh -huh. it's, yeah. it's, it's not crazier than anything else that happened in this episode. <laughs> oh my god. You're totally making this episode way better. What happens next? I know. <laughs> Well, I can do like some kind of over the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That works too. Yeah. Yes. Or, or somehow, like, this is actually that this isn't contemporary fiction. This is like some sort of alternate history fiction. So that that's how we can figure out about milk cartons with people's faces on them and chokers in 2004. And yeah. I'm fine with that. And shredders in your father's room. Okay, we're going to get to the waterbed in just a second. But All first, right. with the B so, plot, um, uh, let's see. So it picks up right outside the prison where we left off last episode. You know, Veronica's still processing this information, and then she has to pull over when she realizes about Duncan, which. Okay, it did. A little bit pee -pee. Sorry, I just did, did. anyone else have a previously on Veronica Mars? Did you see that? Yes, yes I didn't look at it. Okay, because like it picked up exactly where the last one ended, mm -hmm. and all I could think of is all of a sudden she stopped crying, and I'm like, "That's it. That's how long she's crying for." Well, maybe there was some, you know, some yeah, time in between. It just it I may not like, have been a very little... <laughs> second. <laughs> and maybe, that's it. Maybe it yeah. was ten minutes later that, right. that we picked up. <laughs> seem like it <laughs> but i actually i actually thought that it was really nice that we picked up where we left off especially with such a, a, a you know an emotional blow yep. um i thought that it was nice for for us as what you know as as viewers to like pick up right where that left off and and, and then get dropped into never mind because the rest of the episode sucked but um <laughs> so but like I wanted I wanted us to be able to take that whole journey with her, you know what I mean, like that, and and nothing. We got that that thing in the beginning that made me so hopeful, and then she throws up, and that's the last we really hear about it. <laughs> okay, but yeah. I am glad that she threw up because I'm yeah. really glad that she actually had the yeah. same thought that we had Is about <laughs> yes <laughs> about Duncan being her half brother, and then she just throws up, and I'm like, yes. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for at least throwing up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I love that later she like just passes him by and he's like trying to say hello and she's just like, nope, uh-uh. Can't yeah, go there. Yeah, can't deal with that. <laughs> I like yeah. that too. But still like, I don't, still don't understand why he's being so 
like nice to her not nice to her but he's not so disgusted anymore by yeah, her I know, uh, I know. I anyway have, it's that's bothersome and, and did anyone, yeah did I did anyone too. else pick up on the i don't know if irony is the proper word for it but the the flyer for the chinese food or whatever sort of food it was but it was for a get this much off on a happy family special oh, <laughs> oh cute <laughs> yeah given the theme of this episode so um okay this this is this plot really bothered me because this is where I feel like a lot of the characterizations were just false. Like when did we ever yeah. see um when did we ever see Veronica not want to be an heiress and not want to be Keith's daughter? Like that really really bothered me because well, she was like, "Well, if he's not my father, then I don't have to put up with these cold showers from these copper pipes and well, I, I I think I think maybe you're being a little unfair there because I think you know in the beginning when she starts mentioning the heiress stuff it's a it's 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 in revenge where she's like she's like well you know if he's my father and I'm angry and if I'm the heiress to this multi billionaire you know multi billion dollar company then then I you know I deserve this and I deserve that. And I think that that when she's having those thoughts of you know if I'm the heir you know an heiress here then I won't have to have these cold showers anymore. I, I don't I don't think that she ever is 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 discrediting the fact that that Keith is is in every sense of the word her father, so much as as she's having this battle in her head, you know, where trying to figure out who she is. She she wants her her father to be her father, but she's also angry at the fact that one, she didn't know this information, two, somebody's been following her that she doesn't know. You know what I mean? Like I think I I don't think yeah, it was that that quite that shallow. Yeah. And I don't think the idea of um you know, her saying that heiress and the money, that didn't come into play until after she found out where the photos came from. And so it was the fact that, you know, he drove her mother away. Mm-hmm. And so she's been left without a mother. She's stuck in this horrible situation and it is his fault. And so she is going to make him pay. And yeah, he exactly. just has enough money that he can do it with actual money. And I can have hot water. Yeah. So I would I would agree with all of that, except then the then the whole tie in to the A plot like didn't really they didn't really seem to mirror each other because it seemed like it was all about like you know family and money and then she realized oh money isn't everything you know that was like the lesson of the day and then also because um, the whole shredding thing didn't make so much sense because if she wasn't worried about the money and she wasn't worried about that like what did that have to do with Keith being an awesome dad. Why? Why did she shred it? Like, why did she shred it in the end? Because I don't know. Because it doesn't matter. Because it doesn't. It doesn't matter who her father is. Keith is her dad. Mm-hmm. Right. But then didn't she? But then the revenge wasn't so bad. And like the fact that she, she drove her mother away and all those things you were just saying. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if it was. It's, yes, I understand yeah, I completely. Agree. So I just felt like I agree with you because that's the first read that I was like, yes, okay, it's because she wants to make Jake Kane pay and drove her mother away and everything. And then the whole cold shower thing happened. I'm like, okay, well, maybe she just wants to be Keith's daughter but have all this money. But then the payoff in the end with her shredding the documents didn't seem to jive with the fact that, you know, the whole revenge plot. Because it seemed to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to accept Keith and not want the money. But then if so that wasn't I, the motivation in the first place, it was really weird for me. I don't know. I think, I think that maybe in this, again, this is, you know, the, the rabbit hole that is my brain. I think that, you know, we're supposed to kind of 
follow her along this journey of, of revenge, whereas that's not really who she is. You know, she's not necessarily vengeful. She was angry and she was confused. And then by the end, she comes back to herself and is like, you know what? I, I don't want to be vengeful. And, and Keith is my father and it doesn't matter who my dad is. Whereas, so you're, you're kind of going, going through the whole gamut of, of, you know, of emotions here because of this information that she just found out. You know, never mind that the other plot was written on Mars. Um, <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> but, you know, I think I think that we're supposed to kind of follow that that trajectory of, you know, she finds out she's angry, you know, she wants revenge and then she comes back to herself, realizes that that's not who she is and and if she is that person then 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 who Keith raised isn't her anyways. You know what I mean? And so, you know, being Keith's daughter is good enough for her then. And I think, I think there's also more things at play here because I think why she shreds the document, there's more, there's more going on because I think that she realizes how much it's going to hurt Keith. If she finds this out, I think she knows how much it's going to hurt herself. If she finds this out, I don't think she really wants to know. I want to know though. Uh, Well, yes. Me too. Um, (laughs) And And that's, that's another thing. It's like, I felt like that wasn't characters of Veronica because remember when, um, Todd, when he had the record and then her, her father kind of left it for her to look in and we were like, yeah, of course she's going to look. I feel like she might not. Sorry. Troy. What's the guy's name? Troy. Troy. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's such a memory for me. Um, but I feel like it's just in her character more to look, even if she doesn't do anything with it, you know, cause she's Veronica Mars. Like she's still, I don't know. I just feel like she would. She yeah, but look. this this is worse. Like this is her entire life. This is her entire person. It changes if she looks. I think it's too big to look right now. Yes. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. I just want her to look. I, I think don't that's know. It. <laughs> yeah. You just want to know who her daddy is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because because we've we've been asked a bunch of times already, who's your daddy? And now we don't know the answer. <laughs> she is so close. Yep. Can we talk but, about the waterbed? Yes. <laughs> we can talk okay. about the waterbed. Well, I, I just, I had one other con- crazy conspiracy part. Oh, So good. do we want to talk about that now or yes. later? Yes, do that. Okay. Yes. Well, I mean, we get this whole thing of, oh, who's my father? Who's my father? Who's my father? And then we find out that the person who was stalking her um, and, oh, the writing at that scene he had to be sitting at this exact restaurant at this exact table to get this exact yeah okay but we we get there we get there and we find out that it's the guy who's the head of security for Kane software technologies whatever and my first thought was like no there's no way they're they're pushing and pushing and pushing Jake Kane I'm like it has to be Celeste who who ordered the pictures taken Hmm. Yeah, I don't think it was Jake. So to that's be just... honest. I don't think it was him. I I think that it was Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> you think everything's Duncan. Duncan. <laughs> Duncan. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Like, you know, like I don't know. I yeah, I don't I, but I agree with you, Naomi. I think it's far more likely that it's um Celeste than it is Jake, in my thinking oh. too. Did y'all notice there was weird like cuts in that cafe scene when she's talking to the waitress? Yeah, like 
it was really strange, like directing choices. Yeah, yeah. The director was trying to be cute is what I thought. I have that in my notes, actually, that he thought that he was cute and then it didn't appear anywhere else in the episode. So it was just like, Hey, I'm going to be artistic and do it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm being so negative. <laughs> can, a, can a restaurant actually do that? Like from a year before, not quite a year before, but like, can they actually pull up who was sitting at what table and what they paid with? And well, if they have a credit card, they can, they usually have like a table number and they can usually pull it up. It would take a lot longer than like, it wouldn't be <laughs> that accessible right then. But yeah, if they had paid by a credit card, it's conceivable it might happen, but huh. it would take history because restaurants don't keep the records that long oh, yeah. at all. Unless mm-hmm. Samantha Stevens works at your restaurant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then she can wiggle her nose and you'll have it right then and That's there. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. But. Okay, I missed I missed the reference. Bewitched. Okay. She was a witch. She could wiggle okay. her nose and do things. <laughs> okay, so is that like the, the actress who played the, the waitress? No, 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 you're speaking no. to be faster to okay. get the it'd be faster to get the um receipt. Okay, I, I was trying to somehow make it a connection to the actress who played the waitress, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. That I, was I, just... am the, I am DB. I mean, uh, why do I not know the fact? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to throw that 1960s and 70s reference out there. <laughs> I feel old now. No, well, I no, watched I, it right I got know it. what show you're talking about, but I just like, that actress wasn't on Bewitched. Was she in the, was she in the movie with Nicole Kidman? <laughs> no, it was, it was just a random reference. <laughs> It's just a random reference to witchcraft. Oh, right. He could okay. have said Harry Potter waved his wand. Right. Any. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Waterbed. Oh okay. my gosh. Okay. What was this scene about? Ah. I love this scene. I he love was on it. Drugs. Like, he, he just. He, he scared me. He found me. Daddy's meth lab. He did. Exactly. We've seen I, him act like this before, though. I mean, like, he was just so excited. What about what? a $10 like, waterbed? I was because, so scared. Because what he thought that she was going to love it. But what would have been done on oh, that she waterbed? She wanted it since, like, last us. Christmas or something. <laughs> since she, she was, was five. Four, uh, five, oh, whatever. Back five. when waterbeds were <laughs> actually... Yeah, back... said four years in a row. Yeah, four years in a row. But it started when she was five. You know, back when waterbeds were actually a thing. Yeah, I'm like, when did I have my waterbed? I was in alternate history, Neptune. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that I was a thing. You yeah. don't know that. Yeah, Jimmy, I think I was five, like when I got my waterbed. I I think I think I was. I inherited my mother's waterbed, and she got a new waterbed. Oh. Uh, she still has that waterbed, by the way, mind wow. you. Wow. Um, uh, but I think I must have been in like sixth grade. So how old are you in sixth grade? I like have 11, no idea. 11, yeah. 11. So that was, if I was 11, that was 1988. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that's about when I got mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was big back then. Yeah. Along yeah, with I, like pop-up yeah, lights my, on cars. My aunt had one and it freaked me out. <laughs> I mean, like, I did not like it. Oh, I loved it. So, I'm not going to lie. I, when I he was like, waterbed. I yes. always wanted a waterbed, and I was in a different country and couldn't have one, and my parents thought it was also stupid. So <laughs> I was I was slightly all over like the fact that Veronica got one, because I would have been like, 
tickled. Like even yeah. to this day, if somebody was to show up yeah. to my my apartment with a waterbed, I don't know if I could say no. See, just because so, I was deprived. So Keith should have brought <laughs> you one. Time. Keith should have brought you one because you would have actually been excited about it. Unlike Veronica, oh my God. who was just like I would have been what? on the meth high with him. <laughs> But, so and, and I was excited about the Gordon Lightfoot albums. So there we go. <laughs> but honestly, like I had to think about like what would have been done on this waterbed to make it ten dollars, and would I really want to give that to my child? It was ten dollars. Oh, well, yeah, and it's and, old. I mean, it's got to be from the eighties. They don't make them anymore. So it, that's not true. <laughs> they still make waterbeds. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. I'm sure they do. Google. For people like me, they make waterbeds, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the thing is, she he, like, just gave her the waterbed. There were no sheets to go with it, which you have to have right. special waterbed sheets. So I was like, how is she going to sleep on that? Yeah, you can still get them at Walmart. <laughs> or at least wow. the mattresses and the, um, yeah, the waterbed I'm... heaters. <laughs> Oh my god! Amazon wow. has waterbeds. All right. Okay. I honestly did not think they still existed. I didn't even know. I was also Amazon. Uh, I, I am good with the Google fit. Foo. <laughs> I definitely loved my waterbed. I will say it was one of the snazziest thing until I. But then I had a cat. Oh no! And, and um, <laughs> there were holes all over it because he would leap from uh from my dresser onto the bed to play and and so like i would be sleeping and i would wake up and i'd be like did i peer something (laughs) (laughs) i ended up having to put duct tape on it all over the top of the bed to get it to stop oh no (laughs) problems with water beds yeah, yes. I think there I... There's a downside to the magic that is the water bed. Yes, yes. I actually think I started getting backaches, like, after lots of years of having it, and that's why I got rid okay, of it. Okay, I was going to say, at five, you had backaches? No, like, it was... <laughs> I, I think I maybe got rid of it when I was, like, 11 or 12, but... Oh. Uh, so, no one ever... No one thought that he just acted weird in that... In yes. this episode? Like, with the, with the whole yeah. water bed? Like, he just was too manic. Like, I know we've seen him excited before... <laughs> But it was like out of nowhere, and I thought it was her birthday, and oh, that was gonna be part oh. of the episode or something. But it wasn't. I, it was. I've got it. I've got it. Head it injury. Just it wasn't just cuts <laughs> on his face. Keith hit his head when he was injured. Hard head injury. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had a personality that. change. That explains everything for Keith in this episode. Okay, there we go. There you go. Now, now there. we've got. Now a, I'm happy. Yeah, and yeah, we've got a reason. <laughs> and then Veronica like had sympathy injuries to her brain and her thinking because um but yeah oh by the way so hold there were three cold shower sequences and <clears throat> the only thing notable about these three cold shower sequences other than we got Kristen Bell in shower sequence is the fact there was no choker so <laughs> do know she does take it off we, she does take it off to wash well, Which so she is. takes it off to shower at home, but she doesn't at take home. it off to shower at school. Exactly. <laughs> well, she didn't want it. That's not, that's not <laughs> weird. She didn't because want it might end up in the toilet with the rest of her clothes. Exactly. Yes. Which is where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, it's so good that you didn't go to her high school. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
actually, but either one of us, like I would have ripped it off of her and probably worn it myself just because I was like, <laughs> that kind of person. You would have flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I would have strung it up the flagpole. <laughs> <laughs> I wore one of those really cute, like, I mean, okay, I'm saying cute now, but I was 11. I wore one of those really cute, like, plastic sort of choker thing in the cheekies that were with the scrollboard like, straps. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I still oh, yeah. have a choker. I still I'm have like a you... choker in my I have two chokers actually, but they're just there. Yeah, you don't wear them. them. You just no. have them. But I I, I have I have known to wear chokers. The thing with the plastic ones though, you put it on like your arm and you wear it out when you go swimming or whatever, so that way you get the suntan and then you take it off and it looks like you have a tattoo. That's news. Malika, I think that just for um, you know the sake of the podcast, you might want to put the chokers on and take a couple of pictures and post them in the uh, in the group. This might be something that will be done. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll have to. I'll have to find one. We should all post pictures. Oh my god! Yes. I'm not too proud. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, no. Neither am I. I'm that girl. <laughs> Anything for the podcast, people. Anything for the podcast. That's right. <laughs> okay. Anything else for the B-plot? Veronica can't, can't take her own blood. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, this. I, I don't. I don't remember what scene this was in. Um, oh, it was at the funeral, actually. But... Veronica gets into her car, right? There is no passenger side door. I'm just like, what? So, what? Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah there was passenger side door. It, I, at first, I looked. I was like, the first time I saw, I was like, why is the passenger side door open? But then it switches to the outside <gasps> view, and there's it's no open gone? door. It's oh my gosh. Not there. Well, it was probably closed when they got out to the outside. Or could you still see that there was no door? But like, no, they shot that they went back to the inside and I was really looking. There is no door. <laughs> I'm going to have to check Weird. that out. Weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like, take a screenshot of that. We need to put that picture up. Yeah. So I also want to know um, this is like a little bit back to. Um, the shredding, which bothered me so much. Wouldn't she want to know if she, even if she, even if it's life changing, right? You were in love with a guy for a really long time. And he was like the love of your life. And you have so many memories with him and you have your best friend who was killed. Wouldn't you want to know if you were related to them? <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> but then we couldn't stretch out the torture. That's right. Oh my God. I'm dying. I can't believe she shredded it. Ugh. And of course my thing was like, that was a very thick envelope with who knows how much paper inside of it. <laughs> yeah. Would that go through a shredder? Probably, <laughs> probably not a home shredder. Right. Yeah. Maybe the one at the office, which I don't understand why she didn't like take it to the office the next day. But I think maybe she, she couldn't she, wait. Yeah. She felt like she, she had to do wait. it then or she was going to open it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So. It's just. It's really just bad, to torture you. Bad writing all around. Bad, bad writing. Is, See, is I didn't that, think that was bad writing. I felt that, that was maybe maybe the writing staff was like only so many people per episode, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so, also, so they brought in like the guy who 
delivers the water or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you write? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've seen this done eight times already. Let's do it. this was also like this is also i guess another reason why it bothered me so much idea is like yeah i can understand why and everything but i think it was also another one of those um net zero things because like this also in the beginning she went through all this and like found out the stuff about jake and you know went through this paternity test and i know it's not quite a zero-sum game but at the same time we're right back where we started we didn't learn Uh anything new you know except for the fact that it was Jake's soft, you know, arcane software. Right. But so oh, I think that's another reason why. Something that all became status quo in the last 30 seconds. Yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to continue to see the waterbed from now on. I was wondering that too when I first saw I was like, hmm. Because yeah, every, he... every time she sits on that waterbed, it's obviously not a, it's not a waveless and it's not a semi-waveless. It's a regular full wave waterbed and man you can't sit still on those things <laughs> i would love to see scenes of just her trying to get out of bed <laughs> <laughs> or, or like backup gets stuck on it yeah her backup and pops then, it. and then it pops yeah <laughs> and then and then keith is sad <laughs> he'll never find that good of a deal on a waterbed again yeah, at least he has the albums. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All Maybe right. he'll realize that what she's wanted this whole time was a freaking pony. <laughs> and let's do that. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Are we ready for quotes? Well, yeah. Uh, wait, I just have one last theory. Okay. Okay, theories. And that's my Duncan theory. My theory is that why Duncan is still kind of like reaching out to Veronica and still feels it seems like he still has feelings with her, even though he knows that that he's his sister. He's his he's her sister. He's her brother. Really? Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> Family tree. Follow it. Um, I, think that, I know. Seriously. <laughs> I think that he misses Lily so much and that now he knows that he has this sister and he doesn't have this sister in his life anymore and that's that's what's drawing him to veronica is that he he wants to have that sister in his life again yes so he was in love with her and now he thinks of her as i don't know that's weird yeah and and my my first thought was because when he said when he you know initiated a conversation it's like hey veronica i i was wondering if like he was rolling back the dosage on his meds maybe and so he gets <laughs> with people again <laughs> but jimmy i like that yeah. well I, you know there's got to be uh, there's always going to be some sort of relationship between the two of them obviously or you know i mean they wouldn't be placed in this in in this show in this fashion if there wasn't going to be a continued relationship with the two of them and so it seems like that would be a uh, you know, he needs to deal with with Lily being gone, and maybe that's something a way that he can deal with that. That you know that he didn't have before, or well, you know, did have, but but now is able to step back from it and be like, well, you know, I need to have somebody like this in my life to fill this void, and so you know, and no kissy though, <laughs> <laughs> or he's for another sister to kill. Oh. Yes, I like the way you think. <laughs> Thank you so much. Fine, take my take take my sappiness and stab me with it. Yep. Well, this is Veronica Mars, Jimmy. That's right. I love 
like this episode and you guys have sat here all like Aww. this episode is weird and I'm like yeah it is yeah so I'm just gonna say silly stuff I'm just gonna be like no, <laughs> why, why do you like it can actually like I'd love to hear why you like it because I want to know I do like, I mean, Simone. because it is different but also I do like the whole who's your daddy storyline and I like seeing Veronica happy mm-hmm. and over the moon cult and I liked it's Casey, so and and I didn't yeah. want him to go back to being the jerk. He's a dude. Hey, I'm always like, I'm always like, oh man, he's got bad attitude again. Yep. Why? Yep. I think that our ratings are going to be significantly higher than their ratings. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't want to think yeah. of this. I, I get the flaws. The episode yes. is kind of <laughs> yes. kind of a mess, but it's I don't know. I think you know what uh, I think. Being, you know, the first time, you know, watcher here and not knowing anything, you know, we had such a, a huge episode, this last episode that that gave Ooh. us such, you know, emotion yeah. and, and and now all of a sudden we get this. Yeah. Like what, what Absolutely. It's definitely one of those weird ones where you're like, wait, wait a second, how do we get from everything we've just had to this light, fluffy weirdness? Right. Yeah. And sure. and since we recorded a commentary, you guys had to wait like yeah extra time to watch. Yes, no, we did. Not really? No, I, I always I always watch the next. Okay, episode. right oh, after. Oh, do you? So okay, nice. recording. I generally do. I did not with this, but I gener- generally I do. But this one, I I waited until because I was too busy game of throning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I will say that, like, this episode, for as much for down as I am on it, it was one of the stronger A-plots, because I know that usually when we go over the A-plot episodes, they're usually, like, not what I'm interested in. I'm more interested in, the, you know, the arky stuff. And this one, at least, I mean, because it took up so much of the episode, but at least it was, like, one of the stronger ones, where they devoted more time and energy towards it. So I will say that. And there were some good lines, and so... Which brings us to quotes. See? <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. And okay. Simone, would you like to go first? Oh, sure, because I only have the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is Veronica. And they're walking through the Poncetta farm. <laughs> she says, you're saying you don't want my money? You don't want my body? You don't want me working in your gunja fields? You just want me to be happy? Strange. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of good voiceover uh, voiceover quotes for mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with um, Veronica to Keith <laughs> at the beginning here. What's your deal? You're jacked up like some hillbilly kid who just stumbled into daddy's mess lab. <laughs> yep. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See, she noticed too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm gonna go with one from Keith, and this I, I had to quote it because it is my favorite quote from the film Replacements, and that is "Chicks dig scars." <laughs> well, I'm gonna quote Wallace in his like one sad little scene. <laughs> I was gonna say Wallace had a line. <laughs> Hacky sack, the final arena of unquestioned white domination. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> love that. Um, so I have uh, Veronica to Wallace, 
Thank you for being my own Springer audience. Should I check myself before I wreck myself? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go with another Veronica voiceover one. Enough already with this mellow incense and peppermints vibe. Let's break out the mushrooms and dance naked. Strap on the goat skull headgear. Sacrifice a few infants. Come on, people. You're cultists. Start acting like it. <laughs> I almost wrote that one down. <laughs> it was long. I, ha- I have one other one. Um, and uh, I'll get two, but this is the only one I need to do. Keith to Veronica. This is so endearing. My badass action figure daughter is afraid to draw the teensy little drop of blood. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've got another one. And this is, I don't know, it just seems so odd for Veronica. But can a lab tech see the shape of my soul in a drunken conga line of jeans? Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Um, I... (laughs) All of mine are Veronica. Um, I also wanted to marry Vanilla Ice and build the world's largest collection of Z-Bots. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> so Veronica, um, when like the cult leader gives her a hug, I knew I should have included a few discreet lesbian undertones in that poem. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my that favorite part too. from the entire episode. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> okay, one more? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And this is this is Josh and the Moonies, I guess. How about a big moon calf welcome? Moon. <laughs> I, I can paraphrase a quote because I don't remember it properly, but I think it's still funny. I can do a Veronica one again. No. It was still on quote. Maybe I could discreetly flash my. Oh god, now I have to figure out what the hell that thing was. See, why do I try? <laughs> yeah, flash my taser. <laughs> Mr. Taser. Yeah. 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 I like the way she reaches into her bag at that exact uh-huh. moment. It's like, okay, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> um, I also liked, do not roll your eyes, Veronica. You're undercover. Yeah. <laughs> or Keith. Or Keith. It's like listening to the Brady Bunch with a reggae soundtrack. That's the other one that I had that I was like, I don't need to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, fine. One more. Veronica for, to Keith. For a $5,000 bonus, I'll get you a genetic code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm done now. Okay. All right. It's time for feedback. And we have a few Facebook comments. Not nearly as much as the last episode. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Who wants the first one? Uh, I'll, I'll t- go. This is from Jacqueline. I think this episode says a lot about how toxic the social atmosphere in Neptune is and that some bad people aren't necessarily bad, but products of their environment. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, we do get, um, we find out that Casey has apparently been close to his grandmother all these years. Uh, Otherwise, yeah, we didn't talk about that at all. Yeah, we didn't. Otherwise he wouldn't have been in her will. And so I think that, like, we got that there was this kind of nicer side of him, but not the side that he portrayed. Yeah, because, I mean, the cult didn't really brainwash him. I just think that it took away some of his um, materialism and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's like, what was it? Unremembering the consumer siren song? Something like that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, who wants race? This one's longer. I got it. I'll take Ray. 
<laughs> Ray says, I don't care for this episode all that much. I really couldn't have cared less about Casey or the cult. I get the message behind it that Veronica is searching for a place to fit in right now because she feels like an outcast at school and doesn't know who her real father is, etc. But the cult was so lame, and I thought the twist was kind of lame. I didn't care much about the guy from Mean Girls and whether he was changed for the better or just another D-bag 09-er. I like when Veronica is being snippy and throwing out fun one-liners, but in this episode, she was more depressed and down. That, plus no Logan, makes this one of my least favorite episodes so far. Not that funny, and I wasn't drawn into the story this week. So he shares I, the sentiments. I agree. Circle gets a square. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, and Malika, will you take the last one? Yes. I do. This is from Tabs. I do love the twist for this one. It really had me going. So which twist does she mean? She means I'm the like, fact. I think she means the cult. Yeah. Like the, okay, yeah. Yeah. This episode, um, the way that they like do the whole make you think that things are going on at the cult, it kind of reminds me, and sorry, Naomi, you won't get this, of an episode in season five of Buffy where they're trying to make you think that a certain character is like evil and um, before like it's revealed what is really going on. And mm. there's, like, very direct, like, oh, I'm going to do this, and oh, I'm going to do this, and make it sound, like, really, really evil and stuff. And then it works the first time because you don't know. But then after that, it's like, okay, that doesn't work at all because why is she saying that? And why is she acting mm -hmm. that way? Mm -hmm. Like, you Season can see the writer's pause. Of Buffy? Uh, yeah. It's, Season five? Yes. Five? It's Dawn. Oh, oh. Okay. Oh, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and that's not spoilery. I mean, no, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. It's like earlier in the season of five. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's like you can see the writer's paw prints all over it. I, mm -hmm. I think that's what you mean because it's like there's sometimes where twists are awesome and then you go back and you're like, yeah, mm -hmm. like that's, you know, and it gets even more interesting when you watch the second time. But um, this wasn't one of those episodes. No. But. It's not just in Buffy where you get episodes like that. And so it, it's much more fun. To, if it's done well, it's much more fun to go back and watch it. And you're like, okay, I know that there's, that there's this twist coming. And can I see the setup for it yeah. before in the episode? And here it's like every time they said a line, it was just, there's going to be a twist coming. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. Ooh, watch out for a twist. Um, yeah. See what I did there? That was a twist. Yeah. yeah. That's what I did. Yeah, look at that. I think that, look at that. that everyone at home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually did the swayzy arm dance while I was saying that. So you, you need to be th thinking about, about that. You know, oh, it's a twist. So picture <laughs> that in your mind while I'm saying that. Nice visual. <laughs> right. Okay, so we really didn't get anything extra for this. So go where you want with it. Uh, who killed Lily Kane? It's Duncan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she was a cult sacrifice. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and I just, I just have a random thing to throw out there. So I think that he's totally fine. Like, other than, you know, he was looking for a sister, like Jimmy said. My whole twist is the fact that he found out later that they're not really related. Because he has different parents. So I'll just throw that into the mix. And that's why I killed her. Oh. I don't know. So, so you're saying at the beginning of this episode, Duncan just found out that he was adopted, and now he's like, "Hey, you are available again." <laughs> <laughs> well, no, some, sometime between sometime between the time that uh, 
sometime in between the time that he found out that she was and that he wasn't, probably like after Lily was killed, he found out that like he has different parentage or something. I don't know. We'll go into that later because it's not fully formed in my head. It's still cookie dough. So, um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just I'm I'm going with Vampire Willow killed her. All right. <laughs> See, now. It's it's nice to have episodes where we don't get new information because then you can go wherever you want with it. <laughs> and we do. We're good at that. Okay, and it's time for ratings. I'm a little oh. worried about this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I okay, my thing, I said the writing was just so bad. There were way, way too many voiceovers. We had only Wallace and Duncan for half a minute total combined and none of the other regulars at all. Like, even in that poetry scene, like, you started talking about it and I was like, wait, Weevil was in this? No kidding, I did too. (laughs) And and so, I mean, it just, yes, I I gave it four and a half. Where did my badass action figure daughter go? (laughs) Nice. I guess I can't use that one. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, yeah, this episode, it was really a letdown. And I'm guessing, I'm I'm guessing that on rewatches later that I'll come to appreciate this episode a little more probably. Um, But the A plot was just kind of lame in there and we didn't really get any new information um, we did get a backup, so I give I give points for for a flash of backup. Um, I'm gonna go with like oh, this is tough. It's really tough because I really was bored. I'm gonna go with five five out of ten ten dollar water beds. <laughs> um, I was I was just bored for most of this episode, and again I just was. I felt like there was weird writing choices. There was weird directing choices. And I didn't feel like Veronica was necessarily in character the whole time, at least the character that we know. So I only gave this a four out of 10 alien lobotomy boys. And I think that I've made, I've like said what I feel. (laughs) It's been a therapy session for me. Um, (laughs) I I gave it 4.5 out of 10 shredded who's my daddy doc document results oh you stole my rating system (laughs) (laughs) did you have a backup simone or do you need a second no because i i really didn't have that one until jamie said the waterbed which was gonna be my other one which i literally only just thought of three seconds before he said it Okay, well, I will go next and we'll give you a second to think. Um, (laughs) I, uh, like I said, enjoyed this episode, although I think you guys bumped me down a little bit because you pointed out so many flaws that I'd never realized were in it before. And so um, (laughs) I was going to give it an eight, but I think I'm actually going to give it a seven out of ten. Let's say scary forbidden barns crazy <laughs> horse cows in them forbidden barns yes okay Simone yeah all right I've got it now it's 
by no means my favorite episode from any of the seasons. But I just, I don't know why. I just, I like watching it. I don't know why. Okay, I'm gonna give it six and a half out of ten. So, uh, what was that band called? <laughs> the Weevil what? was the social anxiety. Or what something? was social anxiety? Social distortion. Oh, social distortion. Social distortion. Yes. Social anxiety. <laughs> Something like that. I didn't know what you were going for. Yeah, well, he's going to have that now after Casey laughed at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, six and a half out of ten social distortion lyrics. All right. There we go. Okay. And that brings us to our contact information. Can somebody do that? I can. Okay. You can contact us at quadruplez.com. Email us at investigatingmarspodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us at, at investigatemars. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups investigatingmars. And our spoiler group is facebook.com slash groups slash spoilers of Mars. And you can rate us on iTunes, and we'd appreciate that. Yes. We like uh, feedback and ratings. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely like those things. Thank you, Simone, for coming on this episode. Yes, thank you for You're joining welcome. us. Thank you. Sorry, Sorry we like... <laughs> next time? <laughs> Sorry we stole all your rating systems. <laughs> and we, and we kind of pooped all over your episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Because I, I, really, I understand it is a really crappy and bizarre episode. I just have fun watching it. Mm-hmm. And I can't explain it. It's like the episode itself. itself. I can't explain <laughs> anything about go. it or why I like it. But I do. Yeah, well, we all have those. Right. For sure. <laughs> okay, so our next episode is an Eccles family Christmas. What's well, it about? <laughs> the, I'm the Eccles go out and buy a lot of poinsettias. <laughs> <laughs> and they smoke them and time travel. <laughs> I'm guessing there's going to be a flying Titanic in this episode. What? <laughs> uh, Dr. Who? Christmas movie comes out. Oh, there <laughs> we go. The bad Santa who beats up everybody. Yeah, he turns into Tim Allen and, like, something happens. Oh, turns into Santa Claus? That was Yeah, I, I was, kicks thinking, ass. Kicks I was thinking of the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Whatever that Christmas movie was. Oh, Jingle All the Way. Or oh something like that, yeah. The one so, with the toy that he has to get. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I I kind of have a foreboding about this one, a general foreboding. But we'll, well see. I don't I don't particularly care for um, Logan's family, <laughs> especially his dad. Like I just don't want to see any more child abuse, please. Oh no. yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully, but at least we get Logan. Christmas. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. seriously, where has Logan been? I miss Logan. I miss his face. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get his face. That's right. <laughs> We better. We better in an episode titled "An Eccles Family Christmas." Yeah, I have a feeling he might have one scene at least. Maybe. Yeah. So, until next time. Bye. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Buenos noches.